the story of Jesus going to the cross and everything seems to kind of be hand in hand. And then there's this one character that seems to interrupt the narrative. His name's Barabbas. We don't even know much about him except that he's a murderer, a leader of an insurrection, a rebel. And so in this moment, Pilate thinks, I hold the destinies of these two men in my hand. I know the Jews have a tradition that on a holy day, I will release one of the prisoners on death row. Pilate stands on this audacious stage who now presents Jesus, son of the living God, versus Barabbas, the thug and rebel. He says, all right, who do you want? Jesus? What has he done but heal, restore, deliver, set free, open blind eyes, open deaf ears, heal the lame and the leper? What, what has Jesus done? Who do you want? We, we want Barabbas. Yeah. Give us Barabbas. Give us Barabbas. Hello. Hi, everybody. I am Barabbas. I am Barabbas. You know, um, I'm guilty. I've sinned. I, I had a doctor friend that told me one time that um, she had broken every commandment, all ten commandments, and I think a lot of us have, and we don't realize it. It says if you've committed murder in your heart, that you you're the same as a murderer. So. If you've committed adultery in your heart, you know, you've done that. It's the same as doing the action. In our heart is evil things. We've, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But I am Barabbas. Man, I love that video they, they did. Now, we're, we're not going to talk about Barabbas this morning. We're actually going to be in Acts chapter 10. In fact, if you want to turn there, um, uh, let other people know, notify them. Hey, get on, get on, because here we go. This is the message right here. Everybody get on. Uh, you know, the line with us, and let's hear the Word of God. Let's get the Word of God. In fact, at the end, uh, as a family, if you would, we're going to have communion, so we'll have um, the wafer here, we'll have the juice, and so I want to do that together with you, but I want you to first turn to Acts chapter 10, verse 34 through verse 48. We're going to read that, and I want to encourage you, the whole series, this series is called why church matters. I think right now we know better than ever before why church matters, man. Church matters. And I want you to look in this uh, whole chapter. We're going to, I'm, I'm going to go over the whole chapter, but I really want to read just 10 verses uh, for us to start off with. In fact, if you're there, um, begin to read with me in Acts chapter 10 and verse 34. Hello, everybody watching, Jessica, Debbie, Jeff, Kara, Leola, everyone. We thank you. Our family, get around the uh, whatever device you're looking at. Get around that. And let's worship as a church. We can be a church via the Internet right now. Verse 34. So Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly I understand that God shows no partiality. But in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. As for the word that he sent to Israel, preaching good news of peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. Everybody say that. He is Lord of all. 
You yourselves know what happened throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee after the baptism that John proclaimed, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all that, that he did both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him on the third day and made him to appear. Not to all the people, but to us who have been chosen by God as witnesses who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be the judge of the living and the dead. To him, all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. While Peter was still saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. And the believers from among the circumcised who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles. For they were hearing them speaking in tongues and extolling God. The, then Peter declared, Can anyone withhold water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked him to remain for some days. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you. I give you praise for this morning. God, be exalted. Lord, we thank you for what you are doing in our country. We thank you for what you are doing around the world. And we thank you for the church of Jesus Christ, the body of Jesus. We thank you. We give you praise. We glorify your name. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Hope you said amen. So here's the deal. Um, the church is people, and it started with uh, Jesus' disciples, and then it went on from there. I thought about this morning. Um, we have people coming by, and the guys called me out, and they were giving some Bibles to guys that had never really ever accepted Christ. Uh, some of them were still addicted, and they were on some drugs, and, and it got to pray for them. And I thought about, you know, sometimes we... Uh, you know, fantasize the, the starting of the church, but the church is regular people. The church is Barabbas, a murderer who is forgiven by Jesus. The church is Peter, a cussing sailor guy who is the rock, is the beginning of the church. And, and what happened is, is Jesus rose from the dead and and, and, and then he ascended to heaven and the Holy Spirit was poured on Peter and all the people in the upper room. And so Peter is residing in his place at his home and he's praying and people are coming. He's praying for him. They're preaching. They're doing really good stuff. And in chapter 10, way across the way in another place, a centurion, a guy who he was in an Italian cohort. Let me tell you about, a little bit about the Italian cohort. He was a centurion of it. Centurion means he had about 80 men in his company. And the Italian cohort, what that meant was they were archers. They were, they were the snipers. They were the guys that killed people. And he was the commander of people that killed people to take over different lands. And in fact, 
I wrote down here, Cornelius, a centurion of what was known as the Italian cohort, he was sworn to obediently advance the interests of the ruler of the empire, which occupied the land where God's people lived for more than a thousand years. He was God's enemy. He, he was doing things that God did not want to happen. That's what he was doing. But you see, he also was searching for God. And he loved God. And so it says that he began to pray to God and he gave alms to people. He gave alms to poor people. He was a giver. He prayed and he gave. He prayed and he gave. And what happens here is that an angel comes in when Cornelius is praying. And an angel comes in and says, hey, God has heard your prayers and he's seen your giving. It has ascended before God. So we want you basically to go get Peter. Now, these are all the verses before what I read in uh, starting verse 34. And he said, send people to go get Peter. So he actually sent one of his military guys with two of his servants. And they went a long distance and they knocked on the door. But about the time that it was happening, here's what happens. Peter is going to pray, and it's lunchtime. It's about 12 o'clock. And his mind starts being on his stomach, and he was hungry. And he saw a vision, and a sheet came down from heaven, and it had all kinds of animals on it. Animals they do not eat. They don't eat all these animals. Reptiles and all kinds of animals that Jewish people did not eat. And the Lord said, get that stuff and eat it. And Peter said, we don't eat common stuff. We don't eat things that are common. We don't eat things that are bad and not good for you. And you see, God says, let no man call unclean what I have called clean. Let no man call unclean what I have called clean. Now, in, in the version we read, uh, I think it's common, uh, whatever's common, uncommon. But basically he's saying, what I've made clean, let no man call unclean. And he did this three times. The sheet came down. And then the sheet went up and the sheet came down. The sheet went up. And what happened is that as he kept doing this, he was trying to tell Peter, hey, I can make it clean you don't worry about it. You deal with it. So when he did that, then he also said, there's a man going to come to you. He's sending some people, and you're to follow him. So at that time, those guys showed up. And when they showed up, Peter said, hey, I'm going to follow you. You see, you've got to know this. God shows no partiality. God loves us all. And we have all sinned. We have all sinned. I don't know if I really stated the name of, of this message today, but it is everyone who believes in Jesus is forgiven. Everyone. Red and yellow, black and white, rich, poor. Every person, every human that believes in Jesus is forgiven. And the first point is God forgives his enemies. God forgives his enemies. 
God forgives his enemy. The Italian cohort, the sniper, the guy that was taking the lamb from the people of God that God had personally gave to the people of God. God loves Cornelius. And God forgives. Point number one, God forgives his enemies. We've all sinned. We've all come short of the glory of God, but God forgives his enemies. Point number two is this. Jesus is Lord of all. Let me say that again to everyone. Uh, I've got so many different friends uh, all over the world. I, I want to be specific in this. Jesus is Lord over Israel, Italy, Egypt, India, China, Russia, America, Pakistan, Afghanistan, Mexico, Canada, Europe, Thailand, Laos, North Korea, South Korea, Turkey, Greece, Mongolia, Africa, the entire world. Jesus is Lord of all. Whether you know it or not, Jesus is Lord of all. Not he's going to be, he is. On the third day that he rose, he rose from the dead and he had the keys of death, hell, and the grave. And at that moment, Jesus is Lord. Whether we all give him that ability, whether we all humble ourselves to that, whether we do it now or not, one day every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. You see, in verse 35 it said, Every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right and is acceptable to him, Jesus is Lord. And listen to this, Jesus is Lord for all. Not only is Jesus Lord of all, Jesus is Lord for you right now. You might have put him away for a minute. You might have decided that you would be Lord. You might have made something else Lord in your, your life. But right now, Jesus is Lord for all. In verse 42, it says, Jesus is to be the judge of the living and the dead. In fact, let me read that verse to you, verse 42. And he commanded us to preach to the people and testify that he is the one appointed by God. Listen to it. To be the judge of the living and the dead. Of the living and the dead. Jesus won. Jesus won it all. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. You see, every nation... Anyone who fears him and does what is right and is acceptable to him, Jesus is Lord for all. Jesus is to be the judge of the living and the dead. Verse 43, everyone that believes in Jesus receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Let me just read that to you. To him, all the prophets bear witness that everyone, listen to me all around the world, Everyone, I, I, I won't read all the nations again, but everyone of every nation, color, creed, of every status, everyone, everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins 
through his name. You see, the, the second point today was Jesus is Lord of all. Now, here's a really awesome point, my final point. I love this point. Point number three, Jesus will pour his spirit out on those who believe. Jesus will pour his spirit out on those who believe. The spirit praises and magnifies God. The spirit in us glorifying and praising God. Jesus walked with his disciples when he started the church. His church really was the 12 guys, but at times it was 4,000, 5,000 people. It was a lot of people. But what happened is, is that Jesus then ascended. After he had died three days, he was dead, then he was buried, and then he was resurrected. And on the third day, he, he came out out of the grave. He hung around with his crew, his guys, for about 40 days. And the 40th day, he ascended. He, he went up. He, he took off, and he went to the Father where he is presently right now. But... The great thing about what he had said while he was on planet Earth was this. He said, I have to go. I have to go. I have to sit beside the Father. I'm going to intercede for the world. But I will send my spirit, and he will be with you, and he will be in you. Now, we see a, a place where Peter preached the gospel. And I don't care if you guys get tired of hearing it. You're going to hear it until my last breath. I'm going to say it every uh, five-minute encouragement time we have, every service, I'm going to just say it all the time, that it says in the Bible that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is raised from the dead, you will be saved. This is what Peter did. This is Peter did this over and over. He said, listen, I walk with this guy. I talk with this guy. He was murdered, and then he was buried, and he rose up from the dead, and he is the only way to the Father, and he has forgiveness for us. He washes us, cleanses us of, of uh, addiction, of, of uh, cheating, of lying, of stealing, anything, that any sin that you have, that you've done. Jesus can forgive you and will forgive you. He has forgiveness. And Peter would preach this over and over. And he'd say, you can be forgiven. Receive that forgiveness. And people immediately would go, man, I've been looking for that. And they received the forgiveness. And then he prayed that they would receive the Holy Spirit. Many times he prayed for the Holy Spirit. I know when I was seven years old, on a Sunday night, I asked the Lord to fill me with the Holy Spirit. Because on a Sunday morning, I said, Jesus, forgive me my sins. And he came into my life. So Sunday night, I put my hands up in the air. And all I remember is what people told me that I was just talking to God in a spiritual language for a long time. And I was just worshiping him. And Jesus is faithful. Jesus is true to his word. And Jesus does not show favoritism. Jesus wants to send his spirit to be with you and to be in you. And his spirit from that day that I had salvation, on that day, Jesus' spirit was within me. And gave me power. And gave me strength. And I hear his spirit all the time. I hear him speaking to me. And I want to pray for you. 
Let me just pray for that right now for all of you. That it, it, 2,000 years ago it was true. It's true right now. Just right now, we're going to take a brief intermission. We're going to pray to receive the Holy Spirit. Raise your hands where you're at right now. Just raise your hands and say, Jesus, I receive your spirit. Thank you, Lord. Yes, I receive your spirit. Give me, Lord, your spirit. Give me your power, your strength to be led by you, Lord, to, to walk with you. He said that his spirit would not only be with us, but his spirit would be in us. Thank you, Jesus, for leading us even when we don't understand it or know that you are. Thank you for speaking through us even when we don't understand you're speaking through us. We give you praise, Lord. Just glorify him. Begin to glorify him. And that's what the Spirit does. Glorify you, God. We glorify you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We thank you. Worship you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. You're worthy to be praised. Amen. Amen. Keep worshiping if you want, and I'm going to finish this point. You see, the Spirit praises and magnifies God, that the Spirit in us will glorify and praise God. We are empowered. We are strengthened. We are energized. We are led by the Spirit. Receive the Spirit. Receive the Spirit. Receive the Spirit this this morning. Receive it. Lord, we thank you for your spirit, God. We give you praise, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing in us. I want to I close this this morning just to let you understand why church matters. So here they are, worshiping God at home. And someone over here is worshiping God at home. They didn't have internet, but God spoke to them just like they had internet, like he's doing to you right now. And then he came, Peter came into their home and he prayed for them. But not more importantly, the spirit came into their home and they received the spirit of God. And you see where two or three are gathered in his name, there he is in our midst. God is in our midst this morning and he loves us and he's died for us. Jesus died for us. He died for us. He died for you. He died for me. Yes, it's you, not someone behind you. For you, he died for you. And he promised he would send his spirit to you. And he's sending his spirit now. All over the globe, all over, everyone listening. Even if you're listening uh, days later, weeks later, months later, if you're listening to this message, he's sending his spirit right now to you. So I want to do this for all the homes that are ready this morning. If you want to get your uh, communion. And uh, we have a uh, little thing here. We have a communion uh, thing that has a uh, wafer on top. And then there is uh, juice at the bottom there. And just get that out. And if you have maybe bread or something, you can get that out. And you can take the top of it off right here. But Jesus said this. He had, he had always said that, um, do this in remembrance of me to observe this. Okay. And so when on the night that he was being betrayed, on the night that they said, give us Barabbas, give us a murderer instead of this Jesus who was pure, instead of this Jesus who only did good things, instead of this Jesus that loves people, they said, give us Barabbas. 
But Jesus gave his body broken for us so that we could be whole. So I want, I want you to take that right now, that which represents his uh, body that was broken for us. And I want you to receive that in your homes right now. Let's receive that. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your body that was broken for us. Thank you, Jesus. For those that are out in the uh, being prayed for in the parking lot, Lord, we thank you. You've healed, you are healing us. You're making us whole. We're broken, but now we're whole. We thank you, Jesus. Right now, let's take that which represents the, his blood that was shed for the forgiveness of our sins. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for forgiving us, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. Thank you. Allow his Holy Spirit to fill you right now and just worship him. We're gonna